Hello. Thanks. <laughs> no, we keep. This is how we're yeah. starting. Keep going. I'm the George, I'm the narrator. You're the narrator. Oh boy. I'm, yeah. And this is Tim. Hi. And this is Levi. Hi. And this is Serena. Hi. And this is Natalie. Hey. And this is Nick. And this. What? Hi. <laughs> we just and keep going. And this is Tim. Hi. Eternally. And, and this is Levi. Huh? This is already. <laughs> this is us it on NBC. <laughs> <laughs> is that show any good? <laughs> No fucking idea. Yeah. I'm glad the people my that like it have it. You know what it? I mean? Yeah. My sister is a fan. Yeah. yeah. I think my mom is a fan. Is God is my podcasting friend out yet? What was it? God, God followed me. me. God. God followed me on Twitter. Gotta watch that trailer. You really so worth seeing. Excited. You sent me the trailer to it. Yes. Because there's a horrendous audio pickup edit that just sounds mm -hmm. completely different than Did everything else. you send it else? to Levi as like what not to do on <laughs> yeah. our podcast? I sent it to Levi being like, are you going to tell the same thing that I did? Yeah, you didn't, you didn't say what it was. You just said, watch this thing, which is like six or seven minutes long or something. It's a stupid long trailer for a stupid wow. sounding thing. The story is an atheist podcaster gets friended on Facebook oh, no. by God. Yeah. And so I'm watching this thing and halfway through, so obvious that they had re-recorded something. Albright. It took great care of your mother. Thank you. Hey, Miles, wait. This podcast of yours, you think you're helping people, but you're not. I sent it to Caitlin, my girlfriend, yeah. and she picked it up too. But Amazing. also, like, Caitlin listens to, like, everything I do and gives me, like, real editorial feedback. So. Which is pretty good. Yeah. And then you send it to me because it's not just your opinion. Now it's you and Caitlin's opinion. <laughs> So it's two against one, and I need to well, go with the change. Well, the thing change. is, is that yeah, you and Tim are a unit. Yeah. 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 That's you agree on yeah. things a lot, and I'm like, but what about? So I feel like I need a a, a rigged vote. <laughs> yes. I... Anyway. So, so this show has been, is it two years in the making? Three, oh, maybe? God, I don't know. Now. We're probably edging towards three. We started, what, like two, three years ago with Serena as Claire. Yeah. Stephanie, Stephanie Shu uh -huh. as B. Uh -huh. Stephanie Shu, if you've been listening to the whole show, what you have heard her as is Zara the Trepanator in the pilot. Yeah. She tells Claire that her skin is beautifully thin and could get a hole drilled in it. Is she interested in trepanation? Have you ever been interested in trepanation? Your skull looks beautifully thin. That happened because we recorded an entire pilot with Stephanie. Yep. Mm -hmm. And then Stephanie she got left work. us to be Karen the Computer in the SpongeBob musical, yeah. which did very She's well. She's a big star. Yeah, that was when it was on Off Broadway. Then it went and Broadway. It was out of town, and then oh, yeah, right. and then it went to Broadway. And she got the part for being on this, right? Uh, Even naturally. before it wasn't out yeah. yet, they yeah. just yeah. And now she's in Be More Chill. I think mm -hmm. on Off Broadway right it's now. It's Off Broadway right now. It's and gonna then go to it's Broadway. Gonna be on Broadway in February. Hell yeah! Brilliant. She left us yep. very reasonably for that. And so we replaced her with Megan O'Neill, yep. uh, whom you will know from the pilot. Come around later. We'll have a drink. I'll show you around the neighborhood, point out the good bodega and the bad bodega. Yes, I would love that. Thank you. Have, have you lived here long? Oh, forever. <laughs> Megan O'Neill was a fantastic Beatrice yeah, as well. Absolutely. Each actress who plays Beatrice has brought new understanding yeah, of the character. It's actually fascinating how the different interpretations have fed into who has become. Yeah. yeah, she's the doctor. Exactly. Totally. Yep. Megan now works at Story Pirates, an excellent podcast, yeah. and she was working with them, but uh, got a major role there. 
which meant she could no longer play yep. B Bye after B. the pilot. I Long live B. Megan O'Neill's, this is so weird, but I'm like obsessed with this video series that she does called J. Crew Crew. It's called J. Crew oh, Crew. Right. Yep. And it's just pictures of models, like cutouts of models interacting with each other in this like weird little web series. That's incredible. And the theme song that she does is so amazing. That it's, it's like, J. Crew Crew, we're models and we're friends. We're models and we're friends. We're models and we're friends. And we eat have adventures. And my boyfriend <laughs> and I quote that to each other all the time. And we also quote the like best boss, world's best boss video that she did. I don't know. I'm secretly like <laughs> I, I became after I met her, I became a huge fan of Megan O'Neill and like obsessed with all her videos. She's amazing. Yeah. And then brought in Natalie, whom you will know from every episode but the pilot. SB. How do we first I feel like I brought her in. You brought her in? <laughs> yeah. Totally brought her in. Yeah. <laughs> Serena's our casting. I, I sure am. Year. I want yeah. she official has fully casting cast in this, this yeah, that's fair. podcast. And I had heard of Natalie just because she was starting to do her internet famous thing. Natalie, a lot of you probably will have, some of you will have come to the show because of her, because she is amazing on Twitter doing her, what do you call your videos making fun of stereotypes? Oh, just uh, unsuccessful auditions. Just, <laughs> <laughs> just uh, S- strong auditions for weak female roles, <laughs> I guess, would be it. I'm sad enough to get you, but not so sad that my sadness could ever compete with your more complex, profound sadness. Sooner or later, all your new friends are going to find out who you are, and they're not going to like what they see. And then you'll end up right back here. Just like your father, his father before him, my father, Margaret's father. I know that I'm just a dehydrated wig with a laissez-faire dialect coach, and I know that we are only having this conversation to show that you are facing tremendous adversity in every sector of your life, because historically you, my brave Caucasian husband, are the person who racism hits hardest. Those are hilarious. You were also doing the summaries of Broadway shows. Yes. I think it was Phantom of the Opera. I, I have not watched enough Broadway, and so Phantom of the Opera was the first one where I was like, I can sink my teeth into well, this. Well, Phantom of the Opera was the first one mm. that I did, was, and it was because the man who is now my boyfriend was like, my friend is talking to me about Phantom of the Opera, and I have no idea what they're saying because I have never seen it. <laughs> can you give me your version of Phantom of the Opera. <laughs> and it was a snow day and I was like fully snowed in and just had wine basically in my apartment. <laughs> and so I was like, cool, we're going to do a full rundown. And I sent like a barrage of increasingly unhinged text messages <laughs> and then was like, well, I, had, I spent enough time on this. And he did not respond for a while because his phone died. So I was like, Damn. well, he's not even responding. So I'm going to just fucking post it. Um, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I do that with my boyfriend in person a lot. He'll just be like, what's the plot of this musical? Yep. And I will just go into an unofficial mm-hmm. recount of it. I feel like musical theater fans do that with their loved ones who are not musical theater fans mm-hmm. Yes, a lot. And, that'll and my boyfriend it. is a musical theater composer. And he does not <laughs> know. <laughs> he does not know, like, 
musical theater at all. Like, <laughs> I am his musical theater liaison, even though he has won awards for fucking musical theater writing. <laughs> <laughs> Women doing work that men take These credit for. Men. That's what we're about here. Oh, and I had also heard, I think first I heard of you because my wife, Rachel, was like internet friends with Lewis Peitzman. Yes. Your uh, internet husband. <laughs> and Natalie, maybe at that point, had heard that this is a great role to have right before you uh, hit Broadway. <laughs> it's something yeah. big. You get to leave yeah. this one. Just, uh, was your first like internet viral thing the Yelp yes. dates? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. remember that. That Tell was like pretty that. soon after college, right? I mean, not no, that later. I had like fully had later? like two. Yeah, I'd had like two years of working in a restaurant for a year and a half and wanting to die um, <laughs> and then working as a tour guide for a while. And then it was just like I feel like winter is always a time when my depression brain makes me do insane things. I feel like that's always my time that I'm like, I'm just going to do something and hope that something sticks. Um, <laughs> and I was just like, what if I reviewed places I've gone on dates on Yelp, but just reviewed the date instead of the place. And it was like all day. I was in a long-term relationship then. Or no, I wasn't. I had like just gotten out of one, but like we didn't really go on dates. So it was like all dates that I went on in high school because it was like, I'm not going to review an actual small business and like <laughs> fuck that up. Mm -hmm. It was like Regal Union Square, the cozy across the street from you, Regal <laughs> Union Square, like bullshit like that. And I had just done a play by an author who was like kind of a big deal in like the literary world and it was his first play and but he like knew Miranda July and so he retweeted the first reviews I did and then she did and then Refinery29 picked it up from her and then Yelp was like no, you can't do this. I and remember they shut you me got down. into like a and legal battle. Yeah, they shut me down twice. <laughs> and I kept coming back every time I would do – I like started with four reviews. They shut me down because Refinery29 picked it up. And then once they were like, we're shutting you down, I came back and I did the same avatar, but I just photoshopped a mustache over it <laughs> and like a monocle. <laughs> and I wrote four more reviews. And then the same woman was like, okay, but no, seriously, please stop doing this. And <laughs> then I wrote one more review. I like photoshopped like a top hat. <laughs> and then I did one more review that was a review of Yelp headquarters. And I was like, if Pam will have me, this will be the best date of my life. And I gave it five stars. And that was the end, the end of it. But like uh, by that point, because Yelp had tried to shut me down, like that made it gain more traction. So yeah. then like BuzzFeed picked it up and it was like in Playboy and Bro Bible, which was a oh, harrowing boy. experience for me. Truly harrowing. Because then well, like well, I, some places just sort of deliberately misunderstood what it was because uh -huh. they turned it into like she's reviewing places that she's currently going – like she's going on dates now and then talking about them in real time. And I was like, no, what these are all things that happened reading. five years ago and I it's I feel like you talk about like and, having braces and yes, stuff like that. Yes, <laughs> you have to work pretty hard to misunderstand truly, that. Oh, yes. But people – do they yeah. absolutely will? Um, 
And that was how I met Peitzman, basically. He covered? He didn't, but he had a friend who did. And I had already been tweeting at him for a while because I was obsessed with his podcast. And he did an Mm -hmm. oral history of Drop Dead Gorgeous that I was obsessed with, um, read religiously. And so then by that point, he was like, oh, okay, this random girl that tweets at me is actually funny. And so he started following me. And then he moved to New York and we became friends. But yeah, that was the first little guy. And then... (laughs) I'm just slowly chipping away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Serena, let's talk about your projects. Oh, because God. right now, well, the last thing that Tim and I have seen uh, you do was Sex Friends. Yes. This yes. Well, I was play. not in that one. No. It was you... a short play I wrote. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Serena can do it all, guys. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> she Seriously. actually can. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> so, tell us a little about, uh, about Sex Friends. Have you told anyone like how, the story of how you ended up writing this, this one specifically? Friends? I mean, I, <laughs> I really wrote it first because my boyfriend, Jake, who also is a director and we work together a lot, was uh, at Williamstown like two years ago for a directing internship. And they get to do three short plays up there. And he was like, I need like 10-minute plays that would play well at 11 p.m. on a young, you know, acting core. And I was like, oh, do you? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) And I went away and thought about this, and and this is what I came up with. And it's called Sex Friends, and it's about a group of friends who try to have a sex party. And, you know, it's... Well, you find find the play to find out if that happens yeah. or not. Um, I thought it was a fun idea because I I like the idea of um of of a particular type of person who really like wants to be a sexually adventurous and open person, but who is also very type A at the same time. Yeah, so that's Sex Friends. Samuel French does a like a playwriting competition. And it was a finalist in that. It did not get published. The, they pick like six plays that they put in a book. But we had a really fun time doing it. It's going to go up. I don't know when this is coming out, but it will either be right about to or have just been in this festival in Montreal where they're going like, <gasps> to translate it into French. What? what? Uh, and perform it in French and English. It's like a like a translation challenge. In this, That's so in this cool. Quebecois festival. Um, That's gonna which be is going to be cool. But what is sex friends in French? <laughs> That's a great question. <laughs> I'm going to talk with my translator Le, and find amis, out. Amis sexual. I don't know. <laughs> It'll be an interesting sexual. thing to see like how they Le that one was really fun in that uh, I'm so used to a lot of one acts not having the maturity of uh, Full, what do you call it? A feature? No, uh, you don't play. call it that. What do you call it? <laughs> full length play. Yeah. A full length play. I'm a writer. And <laughs> that one, it was actually, well, for one, it kind of reminded me of like, what if the qualms was better? Did you see the qualms? <laughs> yes, I did. Yeah. That one felt like, like. Right. That's a play that takes place at a swingers party. At a mm-hmm. swingers party, uh, but is less nuanced, I feel like, than yours <laughs> about like characters' motivations, et cetera. So that was what was really cool to see a one act that felt fully in line with some of the best off-Broadway right now. Um, Thanks. <laughs> um, Not yeah. to like, yeah, over. I, uh, I don't know. I, but it was good. People should see it. Yeah. If you're in Montreal. And learn some French. Learn some go, French. Go to Montreal. That's what it's Ooh. called. Mm-hmm. This girl took high school friend. Fancy. Um, this was way too long to talk about this very small project. What else are you working on No, right I don't now? know. I... I do you have some stuff you want to plug uh, in coming up in like mid late October? Um, I'm working on a play called Etudes that Natalie's going to be in a workshop of uh, with this theater company, Less Than Rent. So we're doing like 
internal workshops right now, and then we'll see where that goes. And I help run a space called Chinatown Soup that I'm a director of performance of, and we do performance series and political activism events, and uh, you should all vote in the midterms, which are coming up, and check out Chinatown Soup on Facebook or on Instagram to see if we have any resistance events coming up. We do a series called Resistance Soup, which is like a variety show activism wonderland event. It's got like what, like musical acts, uh, just a really good variety show. Yeah. Thing. yeah. Yeah, it's fun. Um, watch Set It Up on Netflix if you want to see yes. me have like three lines. You're so good in those seconds. Oh. You're so good at those lines. <laughs> <laughs> I love that movie. It's also and really when you popped good. up, it's really what funny. a joy. A lot of really fun people are in it, and it's a fun movie. Yeah. And then, you know, just uh, I'll, be, I'll be around. Yeah. I'll be around. You'll be around. Yeah, for me. <laughs> Until, look. I, I just want all casting directors out there to know that Tim and I have formed contingency plans for when we lose both of our lead actors <laughs> to bigger roles. If you are a casting director and you love Serena and Natalie, but you also don't want to break up this band, mm-hmm. we will in time heal so long as we know that they've gone on to better things. Absolutely. But also step off because I am the official casting director for this show. Yeah. So That's if you're going to get yeah. that job, no. you can't be caster. Yeah. <laughs> it will still be Serena <laughs> still forever. No matter what I'm doing, I will be doing freelance casting work for <laughs> yes. from hell. Yes. Oh, yeah. And if you're listening from Netflix and you want to adapt this, do know that, yeah, everyone here is part of the package. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 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 Levi's going to have to learn how to do animation or something. I don't know. You still need sound. That's, eh. <laughs> We're going to adapt this into a silent Tell Netflix me a cartoon show. Yeah. that has no sound. <laughs> uh, uh, God, if I knew all of those <laughs> oh, cartoons yeah. from the silent era. That's true. That'd be great. Uh, you'd be, we'll do a pickup where you we'll do a where p- you just come up with it <laughs> yeah. off the cuff. Natalie, do you have anything coming up you want to plug late, late October? Um, Yeah, I am doing Nightmare Before Christmas in concert at 54 Below, which is something that we did just one show last year. At 11.30, and then it, like, sold really well, so now they're having us back for three performances, and we have decided to give something to the people that think it's just a Halloween movie and to the people who think it's a Christmas movie. So we're doing <laughs> we're doing the 26th of October at 9.30, Halloween proper, the 31st at 9.30, spooky scary, and then <laughs> December 13th at 9.30 as well. And I play Sally in that opposite my best friend and platonic husband, Heath Saunders, who's a just infuriatingly talented actor and singer and musician who was in Jesus Christ Superstar Live on NBC and was in the original cast of Great Comet and we played Jack and Sally together and it's very fun and we're in the process of rounding up the rest of the troops but Ashley C. Ford who is an incredible writer, producer, is going to be the narrator because she's just obsessed with the movie (laughs) and we're like, (laughs) do you want to do it? So she's doing it which will be a blast. I'm so glad that's a thing. In college, I remember like getting together with some friend and being like, why haven't they done this yet? And we like yeah. cast it with all our friends and we're like, we're going to do it. We're going to do yeah. it. And we never did it. But I'm so Tim glad Burton it won't thing. give up the rights. So oh, we like wow. literally just have to do it as a concert. Like we can only why? do it, it as like a concert a version. I know. Musical. I know. One day, maybe. Maybe the right person will come this year. I don't know. Tim? Tim, if you're listening. <laughs> Timothy. <laughs> Hand over those rights. Please. <laughs> 
He'll be a fan of this show by then. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Yeah. It would make a lot of sense. All right. That's it for this episode. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Levi, we'll ask you your project later on another <laughs> so episode fun. about post-production. All right. Come back next week. Bye. 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 That was actually really pretty. Thank you.